jeez. Hey, this is Matt from the Over Manga Cast. Oh man, I was reading some manga in the bath when I accidentally slipped in and drowned, but it appears I've woken up in. Oh no! Oh jeez, I appear to be in modern day Japan, where now I'm trapped in some kind of podcast and have to explain manga. Well, I mean, good thing I just finished reading Thermai Romai chapters 1 through 10 by Mari Yamazaki, so I know just how to handle this situation. But hey, you're not here for my troubles. Um, you know, how about you just listen to me and my co-host uh, discuss it? I'll deal with this. Um, have a good one. Hello everyone, welcome back once again to the Overmanga Cast. My name is Sam, and as always, here at the top of the episode, we like to talk about what our uh, familiarity with the franchise that we read this week is. Uh, we finally got another new uh, franchise here on the show to talk about, so uh, there's actually some discussion here to be had. Uh, this one... Uh, for Thermai Romai, uh, I had not heard of it for the longest time until I went to college and joined the anime club there, uh, the manga and anime club there, which is also how I met Matt. And Thermai Romai was a, a particular favorite of one of our fellow club members. I don't know if Messino liked it for its quality or as a meme or potentially both, but knowing him, it was probably both. How about you, Matt? Uh, so yeah, Thermai Romai, same story as Sam. I got introduced to it at the same place. Uh, I really latched onto it as well. I watched the entirety of the Flash anime <laughs> that came out about it. Uh, I think that ended up being six episodes with an OVA. Uh, the OVA is pretty funny uh, because they do a completely unrelated thing where they go um, and solve the uh, the typical like anime trope of um, there's been a murder at a hot spring vacation. And uh, our boy Lucius pops up in the middle of a crime scene. <laughs> yeah, and then after that, uh, I read the manga because I got really into that. And um, this is actually one of those series that I've just read in its full uh, entirety. So I think it's been collected as three special edition volumes in English. So I have not seen the movie. So I'm a little lacking on my Thermai Romai uh, fandom cred. Well, I mean, you're, you're better than me because I didn't. I didn't even know this was ever a thing. I didn't know about the anime. The Hermit over here. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're reading Thermai Romai Gesundheit. <laughs> so, so I, I think that's the answer for Jay. Yeah, never heard of this. And Jay. Uh, yeah, this is a completely new find for me as well. Um, just heard about it through the great Rhine from Matt. So fresh take from here from here. Alrighty. I knew this was going to be a thing about, you know, Rome and bathhouses and whatnot. I don't think I was quite ready for the extent of the premise, <laughs> but we, we'll broach that in a minute. As we start with our uh, principal character, our protagonist, uh, Lucius Modestus. He is a uh, bath engineer in ancient Roman, uh, specifically the Roman Empire, not the Republic. 
it's like the 120s AD. So for all you Roman history buffs out there, uh, that's how you can uh, set your expectations, uh, specifically during the reign of Emperor Hadrian, who will be important later. Yeah, they, they, they weave in a little bit of a little bit of historical fun. This is very overtly a uh, passion project by the mangaka. It sort of makes mm-hmm. me think of the animator who was at the um, center of Yuri on Ice and the opening of Persona 5. But I, I think of that where it's like, here, here's someone who likes something extremely specific that you just don't get like high budget mainstream stuff. And like, they just have a passion for this thing. So they're just going to go do it. Like me and all the other 12 people in the world who care, I'm, I'm going to make the thing for us. I mean, that is kind of the dream. I really appreciated the the very obvious like passion and attention to detail. If there's one thing you should take away from this, it's that Mari Yamazaki uh, absolutely loves ancient Rome and no one loves it more than she does. <laughs> mm-hmm. This might be some of the most uh, detailed art just for character uh, designs that we've seen. Not in total, in aggregate for uh, our reading on this show, but in a good while, she goes for the uh, full, basically just painting or uh, drawing marble statues as characters. Oh, yeah. It really helps with the Roman aesthetic. Like, it really does feel like it's Rome Mm -hmm. in that sort of, like, classical sense. And then also, it does do a good job of differentiating um, the Roman characters from... uh, Well, the other set of characters we'll get to in a bit. (laughs) Yeah, because uh, Lucius is uh, down on his luck. He is too stuck in old ways to be getting any sort of work as a bath architect in the new uh, progressing forward Rome. And so uh, he has been fired from his job and despondent. He meets up with his friend Marcus, the stonemason, and they go to uh, the local thermi, the public bath to uh relax forget about their worries for a while um let us be clear though he's not only gotten fired from this one particular job though it's alluded to he's been blackballed from the entire industry yeah he i've been blacklisted blackballed from the entire industry is a different thing (laughs) he mentions that in passing and it's kind of hard to tell how serious he's being because uh lucius can be dramatic at times um he, he legit might have been blacklisted. It's hard to say. Our boy is incredibly dramatic in this uh, depressed state. Uh, he and Marcus are in the thermi, you know, enjoying soaking in the water. Sharing each other's worries and chatting about. The, the, the bath is a little overcrowded, so it's very hard. Mm, um, Lucius yep. is very inside his own head at this moment. So he's like, uh, why is the bath so noisy? All these people doing things. He ducks his head underwater to get some peace. And then in that mm. uh, moment of self-reflection, he notices there's a large crack in the bottom of the bath. Well, crack mm-hmm. is to put it mildly. It would look like a hole. It's like a cavern. Yeah. Cavern, he, yeah. At, first he, at first he's like... Uh, uh, is this the drain? It seems too big. Yeah. Has, has it been worn down or something? So he, uh, he being a good slash maneuvers down to get a closer look. And then, um, he like gets Sucked absorbed in. by it. <laughs> you know, the thing of horrors, um, before they installed drains on pools, there was a legitimate concern and fear of getting sucked down into a pool 
great. Mm-hmm. I know, and, um, even though I know that they've installed those grates now, I'm still terrified that when I go to the pool, I'll get sucked down into modern day Japan. Yes, <laughs> but I mean, I'm just saying that's not exactly terrifying. <laughs> I'd welcome I, that feat. <laughs> I, I'd say I'd say that's true horror. <laughs> yeah, Thermite Romai isn't a comedy. It's actually a horror series. I'm just saying, if that's a legitimate fear you have of being sucked through like a pool and, you know, not knowing what happens to you on the other side, this maybe you might want to approach with caution. But I promise you, I promise you, it's it's not it's all good news. <laughs> as uh he does uh emerge from his uh watery journey into a modern japanese bathhouse it's 1990 something it's like 1994 1996 yeah it's the 90s but mm-hmm. i just love his reception by like ah random foreigner ah cool <laughs> yeah everyone so regularly refers to him as foreigner son you can kind of say that's another name <laughs> for the character it's like this caught me completely off guard because I had like I just knew that this anime ex- or this manga existed. I didn't really know much about the premise. And then it's like, oh, uh, man is uh, struggling as a uh, architect in the bathhouse culture of ancient Rome. And that sounds like it could be fun. I did not expect him to get isekai <laughs> Yes. So when he pops up in modern day Japan, I'm like, uh... Okay. <laughs> he gets out of the water and he ends up stumbling around the bathhouse and everybody is uh, concerned about, well, <laughs> I mean, where did this foreign guy come from for a start? Mm-hmm. His clothes. Was he, was he well, under the water that whole time? <laughs> <laughs> wow, he must have some amazing lungs. And he's uh, stumbling around. He's, he sees uh, a picture of Mount Fuji and he's like, is that Vesuvius that destroyed Pompeii? <laughs> I mean, if I was familiar with the mountain that destroyed a significant part of my empire, I think that would be worth, you know, observing on a daily basis, just yeah. sitting there menacingly. Remember what I did yes. that one time. <laughs> Hephaestus will never let you forget. <laughs> <laughs> we also get something of a running joke because Lucius is a, a good uh, citizen of the Roman Empire. He only speaks Latin, so obviously mm-hmm. he can't directly communicate with the people. He he ends up referring to them as flat faces. And it's like, Lucius, you can't say that. <laughs> you try to explain being PC to this ancient. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, Jacob, that is... I, thought, I thought you were about to say being a good citizen of the Roman Empire. He's incredibly racist. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's that is from where the comedy is derived, because Lucius, you can't say that. <laughs> Hmm, these slaves have a very uh, advanced uh, bathing uh, establishment here. How strange. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> I know you're literally from ancient Rome, but take it down a notch. <laughs> They're trying to immerse you in, in the culture, the clash of cultures. I don't even know if it's oh, just yeah. a cultural clash. He's like legitimately from a different time period. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not really a cultural clash. He's uh, pretty accepting. <laughs> Yeah, and he's, really like, accepting he's, as a he's thing. not using it as like a disparaging thing. He's just like, oh, these people appear quite different from me. Huh. He's using it as a description. Yes, he legitimately is. That is the comedy of it, because it's it's one of those ones where if like if they actually could communicate, I feel like the encounters that Lucius has would go very, very differently. He means well. 
he means well. He absolutely yeah. does. But Lucius, he can't say that. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously disoriented and confused. Uh, you know, he he sees things like uh, uh, posters for um, uh, what was Star Wars. I forget what it was, but like they they change like one of the letters because it's not Jaws. It's something else like uh, Star Wars was like Star Battle or something, <laughs> except it was very obviously the, the famous movie posters. Mm hmm. It's like oh, such intricate, detailed work. Whoever this artist is must have been, must have dedicated his life to this. And it's like, no, homie, we got printers. <laughs> the friendly Japanese man is like, hey, buddy, uh, we can't find your clothes anywhere. So you can borrow this uh, kimono. And <laughs> he puts it on like a toga, continues to examine the place. And it's like, all right, you're clearly a bit overheated here. Have this uh, refreshing milk drink. And uh, we get a bit of a uh, a bit of a food wars moment <laughs> as he as he takes a sip of the it's like raspberry milk or something like that. It's something with uh, with like a fruit infusion with a fruit flavoring. Yeah. And then the, the, and... the other thing that he he's uh, shocked by is when he's handed when it's handed to him, he's uh, shocked at uh, how cold it is because uh, uh, friendly reminder, refrigeration is a relatively new thing. Also, the the workmanship on this glass bottle oh it's it's beautiful yeah i really feel bad about this because it's, this is the first instance but that continues to be a theme throughout how do they get these glass bottles so perfect another running gag is uh these flat faces are so advanced their craftsmanship is far beyond uh rome it is shaking my roman pride and it's like my dude, they have they have like what like eighteen hundred years of on you like. Well, also, I mean, this never becomes apparent to him, but I mean, it's kind of like, if anything, you should feel almost proud because you're the foundation. Yeah, yeah, no, and like and like that is the thing because it's like he's feeling so much shame for this, and it's like, dude, your civilization is remembered, uh, like over a millennia later, near two well, actually, uh, if you consider the entire uh, civilization of Rome, well over uh, two millennia later, your uh, civilization is endured and remembered and the foundation for so many things, but like because he doesn't realize, like, like he thinks he's just moving to a different place, he doesn't realize mm -hmm. that he's moving through time, and he. He keeps, he keeps lamenting how advanced this civilization is. Man, imagine if he popped up in the reflecting pool at the Washington Monument. <laughs> <laughs> That'd send him for a trip. I think you would break him. You would like legit break him. Considering his state of undress in almost every case, it would probably break a lot of people, but... Uh... Oh yeah, th this manga is 80% naked dudes by volume. <laughs> well, again, the model for all the characters, as we've determined, has been Roman statues. So like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they look like they're, they're carved out of marble. You're not going to hide the masculine form. Yeah, you, they're you, all naked and very buff. You you know exactly like I mean from the from the cover, you know what you're getting into once you pick up this uh -huh. manga. Which I I mean honestly I appreciate that it, it 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 very much committed to its bit. Lucius passes out as the uh the incredible wave of experiences is too much for his poor mind and gets sent back in time again back to rome with glass bottle in hand yeah he's been he's been extracted from, uh, from the isekai from, from, well he's been extracted from the bath after he gets out of the isekai because mm -hmm. he's on he's on the side of it and, and uh, i think it's marcus slapping him awake 
And uh, he thinks at first it's a dream. But the reason why the glass bottle, the reason it went with him was because there was like a little there's like a little marble to prevent you from uh, spilling. No, that's that's, that's later. A, that's a Ramune bottle. He gets two bottles. <laughs> oh, yep. Oh, I thought that was this time. This is the milk. Cap. No, he. Nope. Yeah, no. He, oh, you're right. This the, is the thwip. Yeah. And he, he, he wants to recreate the thwip. Yep. <laughs> but uh, he awakens, realizes that it wasn't a dream because he has the bottle in hand and he rushes off to uh, co-op these modern designs into Roman Thermi and he becomes the talk of the town. Obviously, he's and not. My first thought here is he's not aware of the butterfly effect. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, he very much is not. I, I mean, the butterfly effect isn't something that will be considered for millennia anyway. But on top of that, he also is not aware he even traveled through time. So I got to say, I did not expect him to return to ancient Rome so quickly. I thought like we'd have wacky adventures of him like being stuck in modern day Japan, needing to acclimate to the culture, you know, bringing Roman bath, uh, making sensibilities to uh to modern day japan no it goes the other way around he takes like 20 minute day trips 21st century japan and brings their stuff back to first century i think that Rome. actually makes the the plot a bit more interesting because he doesn't have the opportunity to kind of put things in context so it's like really mm -hmm. spur of the moment like just little um breaks in consciousness of like i thought i was did i really just see that what they like he just completely thrown yeah. in from one time to another. And I think that really feeds into the fact the way it's incorporated back in yeah. Rome. Yeah, not not understanding the context is where a lot of the comedy is plumbed from. Here's a bunch of uh, really nice Japanese people being nice to the tourist who suddenly showed up. Where did he come from? You know, but whatever, he seems confused. We'll help him out. Uh, the way that Lucius reacts to them being normal modern day people in normal modern day Japan, you know, perplexing him is uh, pretty fun. What, Sam, you were expecting some kind of Roman isekai nonsense? No, you're going to get a deep political drama about an empire of Rome and you're going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not complaining about what it ultimately ended up being. I, I just said I'm just saying my expectations were thoroughly subverted. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is very fun to see the uh, the kind of the monkey see monkey do imitation thing that Lucius ends up doing, which as we advance through the our reading begins to really wear on the guy like he's being praised as this visionary in his own time but he's like i'm literally just copying people that this can't be the true extent of roman culture can it i have to copy others in order to make our own culture more advanced it's preposterous it's heresy my pride cannot take it and i'm like home slice calm down i mean i mean also to be fair rome is pretty famous for absorbing other cultures that's kind of the reason why they were as big as they were oh. but you know oh, exactly but people oh, exactly, in the moment but... don't recognize that <laughs> So with his newfound fame after creating this uh, marvelous uh, semi-modern bathhouse, he it, Lucius quickly becomes a much sought after architect for Thermi by the rich and powerful as one of the consuls uh, Lepidus is like I'm old and I can't go to the Thermis anymore I want you to build one on my residence I and, saw uh, that you had a mural of Mount Vesuvius that's dumb I've got a window that just looks at the real thing I want to take a bath outside 
What? An outdoor bath? But baths are for the inside. How could we possibly? <laughs> this is also where we get uh, what ends up becoming a bit of a running plot line, a thin plot string, you might say, <laughs> as uh, Lucius, uh, <laughs> he screws off to uh, do this job and does not tell his wife, who is mad at him for as of yet undisclosed reasons. Oh, they'll get disclosed. I could definitely say this is a big proponent of that. <laughs> just disappearing, just noping up out of nowhere and not giving like, hey, I'm going to be working on this big project. Yeah, I, I think Lucius uh, has an idea of what's wrong with his marriage, but is um, very he, narrow minded about the other things he's doing that is wrong and also causing this. Um, yes, we'll talk about this later, but I mean, it's Eric, not just her being irrational. No, no, of course. Yeah. And, and there, there is there. Is, I mean, there's a whole chapter that goes into vivid detail. It's really funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yes. Yes, but that's that's a ways off. Uh, currently, I don't know if it's a uh, one of the slaves or one of the workers at the like, like citizen workers at the house, but somebody yeah. shows Lucius uh, that there is a nearby geothermal hot spring that mm -hmm. overlooks Vesuvius. He's like, we could we should uh, have to draw from the aqueduct. No, actually, we've got this hot spring here on the premises that you could use uh, a hot spring on the premises. Just. Uh, heated by the the blood of the earth, I must examine this immediately. Strips off all his clothes. I gotta say, my man <laughs> Lucius is a master of stripping clean in one panel. It's I yeah. see this naked. I mean, it's not, also, it's, it's not that big of a deal in Rome. It's, yeah, we we, we discover multiple times. It's like, what's the big deal? Why is everyone freaking out? Well, yeah, that's that's actually what I was going to mention is that there are a couple of different cases where it's even one of those cases where like you see that like despite, you know, like, you know, cultural sensibilities changing over time and all like Lucius is actually a pretty uh, understanding and forward thinking guy because like he like he immediately recognizes, ah, they have more of an issue with nakedness than Romans do. That's weird. But OK, I understand that's their their culture. You know, and like, you know, when they when they women in Rome, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he like like whenever someone hands him something to cover up, he'll cover up and just, you know, do whatever. But like, yeah, I right. mean, like this is a story about bathhouses. People are usually naked. So Lucius is usually naked. <laughs> so again, 80 percent naked dudes by volume. <laughs> but uh, as he is uh, going into this volcanic spring, he trips, plunges inside, and as always happens, whenever he trips and falls into hot water while naked for some reason, he is immediately catapulted into modern-day Japan. Well, clearly, where... they, they missed the prologue where um, Lucius, as a young boy, fell into the spring of drowned bath architect, so... <laughs> 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 of course uh i see i want to know uh which one of the ancient roman gods is actually doing this just because it could literally be any of them and all of them would do it for a hilarious reason but he pops up in another volcanic hot spring this time over in japan and uh very <laughs> also particularly He's in the monkey one. Yeah, he's it, it's it's the really famous one with the with the uh snow gibbons. Mm -hmm. I, I I remember the uh, it was a National Geographic, but it was uh, something along those lines that uh, an old VHS tape that taught me about that uh, hot spring. I didn't there, know that there was a tourist uh, side, though. That surprised me. There, there is just 
so many of these panels, we have this incredibly well-rendered, muscly Roman dude just turning to react to something, and there is a... <laughs> There's a strange pathos to it <laughs> as he as he turns through the steam and it slowly uh, fades away to show monkey. <laughs> <laughs> we must return to monkey. We'll get to my favorite one of those later on. But he is attacked by the monkeys before the local is like, hey, get out of there. This one's for the monkeys. You go over to the human bath. Hey, wait a minute. Where are your clothes? You know, Fuku clothes. Where are they? What did he say? Fuck. What is this fuck of which he speaks? <laughs> that's a that's a pretty Love great that. panel. And hey, censors, it's F U C. All right, all right, we're good. <laughs> it's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, there. This is another case where uh, you have the. Uh, uh, I mean, like I've never been to Japan, so for all I know, this is actually how it is. But like, you have the like whoever the attendants are is like ah tourist, I see. I'll fix this for you, and uh, they're like really accommodating for him. I thought the most realistic thing of um, depicting Japan is ah, a foreigner. Allow me to very loudly emphasize the two words in English I know very confidently. Uh, <laughs> monkey. <laughs> monkey. Uh, monkey bath. You go human bath. OK, <laughs> I got to say one of my favorite little details in this is the onomatopoeias are in Latin. <laughs> so whenever there is a, a like a thump or a creak or whatever it's the latin word for that and then well presumably in the original it's the japanese uh, onomatopoeia but then it's the english one underneath it <laughs> i'm like okay that's good that's a that's a good that's a fun detail <laughs> oh yeah the, the mangaka needs to flex that she speaks latin yeah <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> there are there are more than a few cases where uh it will have like it's diegetic things so it's totally not the mangaka flexing that she knows latin where lucius will say something uh and it'll have the latin text and then beneath it it'll have the uh translation into language of your choice and the version reread mm -hmm. into english but obviously into japanese for the original version he goes to the human uh, hot spring bath and meets a nice old couple there who uh teach him several more of the joys of japanese bathing culture including uh sake and spa eggs oh, yes the spa eggs and it's got yeah. my favorite thing i see in japanese cooking manga where it's a spa egg he's eating it over plain rice and his reaction is this is by far the most delicious thing i have ever consumed and i'm like Buddy, I, I get things can have like a homely quality and be like tasty, but you are describing a very simple flavor in like the most intense face possible. I mean, that's the thing <laughs> well, that's appreciated. Like simplicity is in a lot of cultures considered delicious, like being able to taste mm -hmm. the simplicity of it, not having to add other flavors and spices and other things, just having it. Yeah, it's, like, it's really hard. It's like good rice. It, it's, good. it's really hard to I, articulate. I, I, I I, I like bland things, too. I get it. But that's the thing. <laughs> it's not bland. It's... I guess what I'm saying is the reaction to what is a very simple flavor is always super excitement. And I'm like, you, buddy, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, hey we'll get that. And uh, he is so uh, very inspired by this that he is able to create a uh, volcanic hot spring uh, thermi for the console. He comes back a few months later to uh, check in on him, and he's like, Ah, yes, I was old and frail and about to die, but this wonderful hot spring has revitalized me so much I got a hot wife and fathered a child. And Oki here. Cool. 
<laughs> monkey with like the icing on the cake. <laughs> it's like it's just the monkey. The monkey's just chilling in the water. He's chilling there, and Lucius is like. How does it intend to get home? It's one of those ones where it's like it's static panel, so it obviously doesn't literally pan. But you 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 can just like tell from the like kineticism of the uh, paneling that it's like the guy's explaining that I have a hot new wife now and I fathered a child. I'm I'm not dying anymore. Isn't that cool? There is one problem though. We have a guest, <laughs> and he looks over <laughs> at the and like the monkey is just giving him this look like. Don't even think about it, buddy. I didn't even know what the monkey was concerned I'm, about, but I'm going to leave that monkey alone. <laughs> that monkey is just like, I'm just, I'm just sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the great thing is the console isn't even worried about it. He's just like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty nice. It's, it's, it's really just... weird that that monkey thing is over there, but otherwise I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, this is not the uh, first of the animal shenanigans we will get down to in the next chapter. These are all, well, there is a continuity between them all. There is a, they're all mostly self-contained stories. Yeah, it's vignettes. vignettes. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, just for like a production history, the first uh, five of these chapters were released as like one shots. Um, serialization of the mm. series didn't start until the sixth chapter, and that's actually also when you start seeing the plot line appear more prominently. Mm. Uh, so these first four or five chapters were intended to be self-contained stories, kind of. Mm -hmm. I will that's say, why. I will say, one of my most immediate reactions to this series was, how was this not a one-shot joke? Like, it feels like this this uh, shouldn't have existed for more than one. Uh, one chapter uh and yet it uh the fact that it kept going and when i saw that it did to some extent click into place and yet here we are so many chapters later but uh for this one we start with uh lucius going to visit marcus who is currently working on a bunch of statues that emperor hadrian had commissioned for his dead boyfriend uh <laughs> And Marcus is like, I mean, yeah, he he was a handsome guy and he's got a nice ass, but I just don't get it, man. <laughs> Be beautiful panel of him just slapping the statue on said nice ass. <laughs> this is a, mostly a background note as uh, Marcus's uh, teacher is too old to get to the thermi easily. And he suggests if only there was a way we could get a bath inside the home. Ridiculous. What would a private bath be good for? Obviously, bathing is a public affair. There's also the concern about uh, the uh, the space of it, because how could you dedicate an entire thermite tub floor plan of a house? Mm -hmm. It would be mm -hmm. it would take up too much space. The old teacher is cleaning himself off with one of the the I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's an ancient tool that they use to uh, scrape off strigil, probably. That yeah, it's a, it's a strigil. Strigil. Strigil, strigil. probably. Strigly, strigly. I, I don't know how you would do the uh, the Latin pronunciation. It's a squiggly. <laughs> yeah, it's a squiggly. It's a it's a metal thing that you use to scrape uh, yourself off after you douse yourself in olive oil to get clean before jumping in the bath. Like these are public baths, so like you, presumably you, your body should be relatively clean before you go in. This is more for like you know, soaking, relaxation, you know, restoring the mm. body and whatnot, you know, and it, like, you know, like there is obvious parallels between Roman bathhouses and Japanese bathhouses. Like that's sort of the whole reason why this exists in the first place. The 
story itself explains that they'd use a combination of olive oil and sand uh, and then this, uh, you know, this like little metal like bent thing to, uh, you know, scrape that off. And mm -hmm. then that would like That's take an exfoliator. Away the, yeah, that would like take away the sweat and any like dirt and whatnot. And uh, so that, you know, you wouldn't like contaminate the bathwater for everybody else. The, uh, the squiggly gets dropped. So Lucius is like, I'll go after it. And not having realized already that when he goes underwater while naked, he, he gets isekai. I mean, when he goes underwater in general, there are going to be a couple of cases where he's fully clothed and it happens anyway. Sometimes he doesn't even have to go underwater. <laughs> Rules of the time travel isekai elements is, is shockingly not f heavily covered in this comedy series. How about that? <laughs> So he get he goes through the hot tub time machine again and appears in someone's private bathroom. Oh yes. Which thankfully for Lucius, he again easily slots into a uh, convenient explanation of what is going on without even realizing because or intending it. The other thing I liked mm -hmm. about this one is, you know, it's a house, you know, tub, like it's somebody's private tub and uh mm -hmm. there was a covering over it to keep the water warm that he like isekai himself into he gets out of it and he's like am i in a casket filled with hot water what's going on <laughs> the fact that he <laughs> describes it as a casket uh, considering what he needs inspiration for like he, he keeps thinking of it in that way in his mind which i found kind of amusing my favorite uh, joke that connects with that is uh, we soon find out that the person who will be helping him at this stage of his adventure is a senile old man who um, mm -hmm. is at the point in life he needs a uh, uh, aid to come in and help him like bathe. And when his daughter leaves, he's like, I'm an old man. I can do whatever I want. I'm going to take a bath by myself and disrobes and goes in the bath. It's like, oh, well, the foreign aid already beat me to there. And Lucius just goes, oh, this man appears very close to death. This watery casket is probably his. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. But of course, uh, you know, not speaking any Japanese, uh, the old man, or well, not speaking any Latin, I suppose, the old man is not able to to, to uh, communicate with Lucius what the uh This is my favorite intended. interaction. It's <laughs> just, neither of them speak the other's language and they're both just naked in the bathroom. And this old man's just like, yep. This naked guy looks like he's going to clean me up good. I bet you got family overseas you're sending money back to. Well, just go ahead. Yep. I mean, right, it. maybe it's just a cultural thing. You know. Hey, you, hey, Sonny, you seem to be a bit new to this. You're not really helping me out with the whole bathing situation. Here, I'll demonstrate a few steps for you in a convenient manner that you that you could use to take back to your home and perhaps teach people there. You don't understand. He's, he's making saying. his life better. He's helping him. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets walked through the basic steps of like helping an old person wash themselves by like washing their back and then like the shampoo crown where he's just like, oh, he must be an emperor. <laughs> he is a crown? Is this elder their king? <laughs> and it shows I'm like a, a statue of a of an emperor wearing the laurel crown. <laughs> and like this realization causes him to like step back and he starts getting woozy. An old man in like the quickest he's moved in this entire panel goes like, oh, Sonny, you look like you passed out some beer. And I'm like, old man, <laughs> yes. why did you get that beer? Do you just keep beer? I mean, yes. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. what, were you what were you planning to do with your foreign aid, man? 
You just had a six pack? <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, the crack open a cold one? The best part the best part is Lucius isn't even like passing out necessarily from the heat. He's just so amazed by the ingenuity and the advancement of these strange foreigners and uh how could Rome be so backwards compared to them and how he's could dramatically we be so far behind. He's dramatically flopping out on the floor. He's like, like the sloppy <laughs> he is. He's like deeply fascinated by like a hand sanitizer dispenser. And he just like cannot get over how technologically advanced it is. <laughs> My favorite panel is him squishing him squishing his shampoo bottle, staring at it, and going, "My Roman pride is once again shaken." Oh. He's looking at it so intently. It's just a kitty cat bottle. It's it's great. This this oh this section is a gold mine for Lucius be overreacting panels. If you need a new influx of reaction images, read chapter three of Thermiromai. You will be you'll be set to go for life. <laughs> but yeah, as uh, Lucius is nursed back to health with that, um, I assume cold, but maybe it's warm. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Japanese I, beer. I mean, the old guy is senile, so who knows? Ah, uh, is he senile? He seems pretty with it. Yeah, he he does not know his daughter's name. Well, do you know your daughter's name? Check in. You're meet. right, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I you you got me there. <laughs> this is of course a completely even playing field because uh uh in in this case both of the daughters are already born, right? <laughs> Yeah, obviously. I, yeah, that would be how that would work. Um, <laughs> um, with that, he is revived back to ancient Rome. And I think we actually get him a bit of a time skip, too, because I think it like immediately jumps back to when he's finished the bath. Uh, yeah. Because the consulate or something is coming to pick mm -hmm. up the statues from Marcus. Uh, and while he's picking up the statues of Antonius, he's just like, hey, what are you making there? He's just like, oh, it's a crown for bathing. And he's just like. Well, mm -hmm. did you finish the statues? What are you playing with some leather for? He's like, yeah, I got all of those statues of Antonius right over there. And it's like, oh, well, OK, then. Hey, what's that? It's like, that's a private bath I built for my master. The emperor must hear of this. <laughs> the emperor must know who is the designer. Oh, that would be my friend, Lucius Modestus. <laughs> Lucius is called to Emperor Hadrian's side to construct him a private bath of contemplation. Our poor boy is so uh, overwhelmed by the import of what's going on that he is uh, getting bad stomach cramps. You must not keep the emperor waiting. He is a very punctual man from uh, Lucius's perspective. And this is something that um, Hadrian also like echoes. Uh, the idea that uh, feelings on him are, are are quite mixed. There are a lot of people who feel that he should be doing more conquering and expanding of the Roman Empire, but his uh, concerns are about maintaining the peace within uh, the mm -hmm. borders of Rome. And uh, thus, uh, the reason he wants a private bath is because uh, soaking in hot water is a good place to think if there are other people around, it can break you out of your thoughts. He has like a moat inside his living room. <laughs> because Rome and uh, he's like in, in, in this space you shall build me a private thermi and uh, Lucius needless to say is uh, been overwhelmed with the expectations any man who crosses this moat has been slain what? <laughs> am I allowed? Oh. obviously stop being an idiot <laughs> I invited you of course you can come over 
as part of the uh, shenanigans, Lucius uh, once again falls into some water and appears. He, in... he for some reason decides he has to like inspect the moat or something and just dives in. And even the even the attendant uh, is like, um, what are you doing? <laughs> Well, obviously, I need to get a, f a thorough understanding of the plumbing here, uh, how the water is uh, diverted from one area to another. And oh, no, I'm going back through time. Ah. Hate it when that happens. Yep. And he shows up at a bath showcase store. It's like a luxury bath kind of showcase where they've got like a mm -hmm. bunch of different appliances and setups. And I this is the most work I think they put into a setup. Yeah, because we, we we get another character. It, it was the first time we had a uh, one of the people uh, of Japan actually like get a name and uh, a motivation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I think uh, uh, mommy was her name. Ma yeah, I felt so her bad for mommy because she's like, oh, foreigner coming, but I don't even know English. Good thing he's Italian. Oh. <laughs> her boss just her, goes up her. to her and it's like, well, the guy was supposed to be here at three and it's three forty-five now, but they're they're weird about time. So just, you know, we're gonna we're gonna no. leave and go get lunch. No support at all. This poor girl. She handles it well though. Also, I he think. doesn't speak Japanese at all, so good luck. <laughs> like <laughs> You can you can do it, kid. We believe in you. Well, an Italian uh, pops out of a bath. <laughs> well, a pro well, proto-Italian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lucius pops out, completely naked, of course, uh, pops out of one of the baths uh, that is labeled uh, for display only. <laughs> Lucius is not the kind of man who uh, displays only baths. He is a connoisseur. He's an architect. He has to get a very thorough examination of every bath he comes across in order to further expand his repertoire. <laughs> and that's also the rationalization that this poor this, this poor saleswoman is going through in her head. It's like <laughs> he must be very dedicated. You are correct. That doesn't make this a normal situation though. <laughs> but but foreigner son, could you please cover up hands him a bath towel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> toga and uh she she shows him uh some of the like you know luxury bathing you know mm -hmm. modern setups. appliances uh, a tv in your bathtub so you can watch so you can watch the discovery channel she can't get the sound to work which is why lucius just sees a just sees a video of a butt of a jellyfish and he's like they have an aquarium in the wall how hedonistic is she mocking me by showing me this? It, do they think that they can spend so much on such a frivol uh, on such a frivolous thing that not even Mighty Rome could? You know, the the the, the classical uh, uh Roman view on hedonism, he's uh he is uh insulted by the flex, not you know, that it's that it's too much or anything like that. Yeah. Oh, I must flex twice as hard when I return to Emperor Hadrian. <laughs> Which he does. He does, yeah, but not be, but not before he is subject to the famous Japanese super toilet. Uh, yeah, he he, uh, he gets stomach cramps because he's so nervous. Experiences the magic of the super toilet. I have yet to meet something equally as comparable. I miss it. <laughs> the, good old a good old B day. He, he, 
it it automatically raises the lid and plays some music and he's like how many slaves do they have working for one latrine the punchline of this bit is the b-day but like the fact that there is a toilet that opens its own lid and plays music that's a little extra japan i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i will pay for the extra gladly Beautiful. <laughs> i mean fair but why does each latrine have its own room do they not understand sharing the news of the day with the man sitting next to you as nature takes its course? Uh, <laughs> yes, they understand. They as a society have decided they don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, yeah, fair. I, I, yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side with Japan on that one. Um, so, so as he blissfully fades away with the joy of the bidet upon his nether regions, <laughs> He, he returns to Rome. Cuts to mommy outside the bathroom waiting for uh, him to come out. And her boss shows up. What are you doing? The Italian, uh, I, I don't, he doesn't call him the Italian. He uses the name. I just don't remember what it is. He's like, he's here. Buongiorno, signorita. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been in the bathroom. There's no one in the bathroom. Ah! We have to recall this. What this is what I I feel in her defense that one of her coworkers did express some concern when she was leading Lucius away, and she's like, "Do you want me to call the police?" So I mean, if she had to get someone to vouch, know that her coworker did see some dude that she was with earlier. Yeah. My favorite part about this is uh, Lucius uh, disappeared from inside the bath, uh, from inside the uh, toilet stall. So that means the water that transported him back to Rome was the bidet. <laughs> he, he fell in. So that, add that to your list of horrors. <laughs> like I said, they're my Roma isn't a comedy. It's really a horror. So the next time you take a while in the bathroom and someone asks comedically if you fell in, say, yes, Rome was beautiful. <laughs> But yeah, when he uh, when he returns, he uh, he makes an even bigger aquarium for his emperor and uh, brings the bidet to Rome, which uh, they are all in love with. <laughs> Hadrian, somewhat besotted with uh, our boy Lucius, which like he is handsome. So and I guess Hadrian's kind of on the rebound because his last boyfriend died. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But Lucius is like, uh, your grace, I, I am married. I, I don't swing that way. I, it's like, I, I would like, no. like and like he says it, he says it in a nice way, but it's very much a, I would like to go home to my wife now. Yeah, <laughs> that really that really struck me a certain way. And I'm like, this poor man, this poor best. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, who's going to say no to the emperor at the same time? That could mean death. <laughs> oh, it, but it, in all fairness, I think that's a joke that's played up, but I think, especially in what we've read of Hadrian, he's actually requesting Lucius to be there as a bath engineer. He's just also doing it because he finds him attractive. Like, absolutely. Yeah. And then Hadrian's like, like, please, you must come to Jerusalem with me. I have to go see to the war to put down the rebels. Yeah, there, there, is, there is a really nice element of you get a really good impression of uh, Hadrian because it's like... He was totally hitting on Lucius, but when Lucius explains that he'd like to go back to home to his wife, it's like, okay, we're not going to do that, but I still need your services. Thus, uh, he heads uh, he uh, heads with uh, the emperor to Jerusalem. Yep, in order to put down a rebellion. Uh, how is a bath engineer going to help put down a rebellion? Well, obviously by creating a thermi there to uh, recuperate the soldiers. 
like there's that element of uh this is so stupid and frivolous but like honestly that does kind of make sense because uh there are you know there are rejuvenating properties to uh mm-hmm. you know soaking your body in hot water especially after a lot of uh physical effort so and uh war is physical effort so yeah it almost, it almost ends up wrapping itself around uh back into making actual sense yeah the 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 (laughs) joke the joke twists over backwards and goes back to making sense which is almost funnier but yeah the the expedition of this one is um the there's actually a bit where emperor hadrian is directly talking about like the status of the rebels in jerusalem and like how they have started reprinting roman coins with like a free israel on them Mm mm-hmm and there's like a lot of backstory and they're like, but how are you going to remedy this with a bath? How will you build a bath out in here in the desert? Build one. It's already been built. Lucius, the greatest engineer in all of Rome, is just over there at that hot spring we found. What? And then we cut to Lucius having like a bath basically already built. And we're like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. He's got nothing more to do. <laughs> they're they're finishing it up it's it's like like they're putting up the last uh parts of it look we need to move this one more rock that only <laughs> two or three people together can lift lucius i can do that by myself Ugh! and then like i've any, got my like, back like any 40 something year old man uh throws his back out trying to lift something too heavy um mm-hmm. it, probably yeah. like mid 30s actually and this was after he had given a piggyback ride to uh, the famous inventor and architect Apollodorus because uh, Mans is old and can't walk too good no more. But uh, yeah, he goes and uh, falls into the water with his uh, thrown out back. And <laughs> perhaps my favorite of all of the <laughs> him waking up in Japan panels, <laughs> it is a, a, a guy an attendant at a medical onsen uh, going into a going into a uh, check like clean out a tub and there's Lucius floating face down in the water. <laughs> Someone's drowning. Ah! It's just God damn it, Lucius. Every time before he got isekai again, he'd put Apollodorus down um, and Apollodorus decided to like, you know, before he, you know, inspected the bath or anything he just decided to lay down and he uh mentioned in passing that the uh the hot rocks were really soothing on his uh tight back and uh when lucius wakes up there's uh you know there's like a bunch of uh you know beds laid out over the the stones being geothermically heated up mm-hmm. he he pulls up the mats like i have to examine this hey hey don't pull up our floor he he also uh, almost throws his back out again from moving too quickly from the from the shock of being isekai yet again. Because every time something happens, he has to sit up incredibly quickly. Going, oh! we get a little bit of a, a brief dialogue scene before uh, we uh, cut to Lucius, and like you know, there are people mentioning that like uh, there was a guy who uh, who fell off of a truck and uh, really really screwed up his legs. And after spending some time doing therapy here, he's starting to walk again. It's amazing. So when uh, Lucius looks around, he sees like yeah, you know, I, I think like the the guy who owns it had like broken his leg and he had to or he smashed up his foot. And uh, he had he had to have a metal plate in his ankle and like he still has like the scars from the stitches. And, you know, like Lucius is looking around at all these people with scars and and like like stitching scars and, what, and whatnot. And they're like all medical. It's like it's all medical procedures. But he's, of course, like, oh, this must be a place to recuperate for their bravest and strongest warriors. Nah, man, it's for everyone. 
I can use this to rec- to give the strength back to our legionaries so that they can <laughs> defeat <just> God. <laughs> Don't take this episode uh, clips from this episode out of context, folks. <laughs> Don't take certain uh, images from the speech bubbles of this one. Out of context. <laughs> Lucius has his first negative experience with Japan because the guy who survived uh, falling off the truck gives him, I think it's, it's expired something. I I don't remember quite what it was. It's some sort of homemade booze, but it's gone bad. And so uh, Lucius uh, drinks the stuff that's gone bad and is like, they're trying to poison me. <laughs> you know, everybody crowds around him and like, oh, calm down, calm down. We're sorry about that. And here, 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 have some uh, mineral water that'll flush the toxins out of your system. <laughs> if you if you ha- just so happened to be in uh, some sort of legion camp that recently suffered from poisoned rations, this would be very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Lucius and some of the other people in including the guy who had given him the 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 bad booze uh he's like man i'm really sorry about that fella uh i'll i'll, I'll uh, get you something better next time and where did he go <laughs> lucius just faded into the steam he faded in the brotherly atmosphere of sharing a bath together because even though he's like this person tried to kill me they then cut to the panel of like this is a nice bath <laughs> I mean that that feels very Roman. This man tried to kill me, but now we are, but but in the bath we are brothers. <laughs> Particularly that one author's note, I think from like chapter one even, where she says, "I think shared nakedness in the presence of hot water is the foundation of peace," <laughs> which it might be the best thing I've ever read in my life. We get a uh, panel of all the Roman soldiers in the Thermae cheering for their victory in uh, defeating <laughs> Jerusalem and uh, subjugating it back under the Roman yoke. <laughs> oh, God, this is so bad. <laughs> These events are 2,000 years ago, and it still feels really awkward to say. Remember, folks, context is important. <laughs> Context remains important. Ugh. Remember, folks, you can just clip that part Sam said and use it in whatever context you want. <laughs> Don't. Do not. I think Coolsville sucks me. The, be- the best part is we'll know for sure that Sam is uh, a true chaotic evil if uh, he uh, leaves that in the final cut. <laughs> oh. Well, true chaotic evil would be he cuts it to make himself sound worse. <laughs> mm, yeah, true. chaotic neutral. Then, I I, I I I believe in your editing skills, Sam. I I I'm, I'm sure. I mean, that's that'd be quite the character twist. If you thought Sam was the protag, no, I'm the <laughs> he's, villain. He's I'm actually the villain all along. Editing <laughs> editing Sam is the villain. <laughs> Fair, I believe that. But anyway, we have dallied on this quite a bit, which uh, it apparently is a sentiment that Lucius's wife shares as he returns to Rome three years later to see a divorce letter waiting for him. Yes. And keep in mind that this would, yes, be official. Mm-hmm. She's divorcing him. Yeah. After three years of no contact. Long distance relationships, man. But she didn't even consent to this long distance relationship. Nor <laughs> know that it was occurring at yeah. all. Your husband or just doesn't come back. At all. Yeah, man's <laughs> just vanished for three years. Man just ran off to go view the Holy Land with uh, 
his uh, new imperial boyfriend. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what am I supposed to think? I mean, travel took a long time back in those days, and so did war. So three uh, three years to go to Jerusalem for a war is actually uh, fairly uh, brisk by uh, first century AD standards. But... But, could still but, like left her a note and say, "Hey, babe, I'm going to go build some thermi over in Jerusalem. By the way, the <laughs> emperor has invited me to come with him because he thinks I'm so great." Uh, Maybe so, it wouldn't have helped his case, but at the very least, it would have been polite. <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna hop in here for a quick second, uh, just giving everyone a little bit of forewarning. Uh, the next chapter uh, is about a male fertility festival. So um, be this warned. Is this, is, this is this is Europe. But okay, we don't even want to get into the what is that? The Maypole in Sweden. That whole thing. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's vivid. It's very vivid. It, it's hey. vivid. There are many, many phalli. Take that, the two people I know that have downloaded this from Stockholm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is very uh, vivid. There are many phalluses in this chapter. It disturbs Sam's sensibilities. I enjoyed it. It didn't disturb my sensibilities. I was just unprepared. <laughs> I was not prepared for this chapter to start off with Marcus working on a statue going, the bigger they are, the better they are. <laughs> my favorite bit about this chapter is reading the author's notes for it where she goes you know this was the first chapter of my manga in syndication and some people uh tried to dissuade me from doing a chapter that might turn off so many new readers i didn't listen (laughs) (laughs) well i'm not gonna lie the one who the one who would probably be the the grumpiest about it would be uh the old grump over here and all and on all honesty there's one moment that I raised my eyebrow at, but generally speaking, this is a this is a very like um like like it had a very clinical like National Geographic kind of uh this is this is an element of another culture that isn't yours. Like obviously for the Japanese audience, it would be a matter of this is another culture that is surprisingly similar to yours, but like, you know, from from a third party perspective, it really did like it, it was really like for it for was as, kind of insightful for as for as vivid as it was. And that's the best word to describe it as vivid as it was. It was also quite tasteful. And I actually like it, it, it's one of those ones where it's like if I had to explain to someone that I was reading Thermai Romai, I'd be concerned. But just on on, <laughs> on my own personal experience of reading it in the privacy of my own home, I I thought it was a really it was one of the better chapters. Like, I, I gotta say, these are the some of the most tasteful dick jokes I've ever read in a <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. As we start off with Marcus giving the god Priapus a giant dong. <laughs> a magnum dong, you might even say. And uh, his master is like, you know, that, that might be a bit too big and it's like what are you talking about he's the male god of fertility he needs to be well equipped if he's gonna protect the home <laughs> yeah okay anyway it's getting late you should probably head home you don't want to run into ruffians in the middle in the middle of the night i've got my lucky charm it is a necklace that is like f- four penises <laughs> i know a guy who uh visits a fertility ritual priestess every uh every time he goes out whoring and he's 78 and just fathered his 12th child speaking of uh fertility issues let's go check in on my uh my boy uh lucius because his wife divorced him a couple months ago and 
Oh, mm. nope. Yep. The entire house smells like wine. He's slumped in a corner. There's shattered jugs everywhere. How you, how you, how you doing, buddy? And Lucius is like, Marcus, my wife left me. I'm so alone. Also, did you know she had a shrine to penises in the corner? <laughs> my wife had a shrine to penises in the corner. I mean, she really... Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> she she really wanted a baby, but I spent so long at work, I just could never get it up. And then she was so overbearing about it, I I, I crumbled under the pressure. The talk of being with her intimately made me shrivel on the vine. <laughs> she did so many things to try to increase my virility. She... <laughs> Uh, ba she made certain foods. None of it worked. Uh, but yeah, I, I love how both Marcus and Lucius are just talking about how, like, his erectile dysfunction is the problem. Like, buddy, it sounds like you had a lot of problems in your marriage that you're blaming on your erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 it's good to know that uh, that uh, through line goes all the way back to the Romans. Yep. People have always been people. No matter how much we wish it were otherwise. Uh, a person's a person, no matter how small. Indeed. It was nothing about the size. <laughs> I'm just going Horton here, so. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna reiterate, context is really important, folks. I was just gonna say about the whole, like, altar thing that actually wasn't uncommon for a lot of households and cultures, like, to try mm. to stimulate um, fertility, virility. Oh, yeah. Would, yeah. 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 She, she was actually praying for a, like, so that. Yeah. Yeah. Would be brittle. Lucius is equally, she had a shrine to penises because she's like, that's how much of a failure of a man I was. Mm -hmm. I was making it a joke. Well, yeah, because, because the, kind hum of a joke. the humor of it is it's a penis shrine because no matter the anthro anthropological uh, elements of it, it is literally a penis shrine just sitting there on panel for, for all the readers to see. Well, from the penis comes life. I mean, haven't you studied <laughs> the ancient Egyptians? All from the penis. That's, that is, that <laughs> is true. Humans are born... A sperm is a very tiny human man who that when implanted into an egg becomes a baby. <laughs> Do not come to the Overmonk for your eighth grade health studies. <laughs> I think it's a perfect example, kids. Well, I was then going to go on to say, but there is also the anthropological aspect of it that it maintains its tone whilst going uh, this crass, mm -hmm. which is what I appreciated about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, we yeah. didn't even mention, anyway, didn't even mention my favorite crass joke, which was uh, when Marcus was making his way uh, down the street, a lady's like, hey, you want to you want to spend a night with me? They say that I have the best fellatio in the empire. And he's like, hmm, well, I can't really say no to an offer like that. Unfortunately, I am out of money. Maybe next time I'll put it on your tab. Nope. See ya. Got to go check <laughs> on my friend. A good friend. Yeah. Turn down the best fellatio in the entire empire. <laughs> My favorite part about that, he's not out of money. He said, I have to choose between that or a bath. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can't, I can't not go to a thermite. <laughs> That's your ride or die, bro, right there. I hope you know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's your day one. He's like, don't worry, I'll take you to the same priestess who performs the fertility ritual for uh, my old friend with his 12 children. And then we get another one of my favorite panels, which is Lucius is like really 
like not sure about this for the longest time until they get into the like priestess's uh ritual room and she says all right who can't get it up and he goes me like he <laughs> confidently instantly identifies all all like um reservations out the window work your magic on me strange witch woman to make my weenus work uh, okay penis. i'm That's... gonna need you to hop into the boner cauldron <laughs> <laughs> You you want me to get okay? I know I said I was just about this, but uh, you want me to get in the cauldron? Do it, Lucius. It's worked for. I've known many men who this has worked for. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Now I'm going to dump the potion on you, and you need to submerge yourself into the into the cauldron. I need to submerge myself in the cauldron of boiling water. Just do it. She dunks him. And don't come up until I say so. I should have mentioned I have a pre-existing condition to isekai myself. (laughs) (laughs) See, here's the part that gets me. She was holding his head under the water. Does this mean he doesn't disappear from Rome? I think no time passes for him. Uh, he, probably like, every time he comes back to Rome, it's always like when he left. I think it's a short amount of time passes because usually like he's out of the water and people are like, you were under there for like a whole minute or something like that. Like it's something that like seems plausible to them. Again, it doesn't go deeply into the details. But anyway, uh, he ends up being isekai'd into a hot spring that is having a um, Konsei festival which uh, I don't know much about, but the author's notes in here uh, let me to believe that it is a traditional Japanese fertility uh, like kind of festival where that, they worship. Yeah, that, seem, that seems pretty overt from the narrative text itself. Yeah, and like uh, it's it's in reference, it's uh, deference to a kami who is like known for having, a, who is represented by a large phallus, typically. Uh, which they are celebrating by bringing a giant penis sculpture up the mountain to the um, hot spring, where uh, in possibly the most inconvenient or convenient time for Lucius to pop up into modern day Japan, he does so in front of a large people in a religious ceremony. And he is mistaken for fertility god. I'm like, my god, he looks like a carved statue of a man. And look, a phallus. <laughs> Quick! Yeah, and uh, what the ritual is is a bunch of women who are um, wishing for children have come to this fertility god. Uh, other people are there for anything, but it's the focus mainly right now is on the young women who are coming up for like uh, to have children. And there is a ritual where they ride the floating penis in the hot spring. Man, does Lucius have a moment of? Um, I did not understand I had this fetish, but oh no. (laughs) (laughs) He had an awakening, a very very great awakening. It's a very human moment. (laughs) Just having that thing done. Who would be into this? I'm into this. (laughs) (laughs) He starts commenting. My favorite line is he looks at um, one of the, uh, because they're all Japanese women. She's up there and he's just like, she's behaving so modestly. Also, she does not have the full volume of a good Roman woman. And I'm like, oh my God, Lucius, you can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) He he like him big. Well, you think so. But then she slips in um, because what they're doing is they're getting on the floating penis and wishing to who they perceive to be the kami to grant them uh, their husband's fertility. The woman on the thing seems to be grinding on it, which was the part where I was a little bit 
Yep. Sus. I, I'm going to assume that's part of the festival. I, I, <laughs> yep. I, ha I have uh, no evidence to the contrary, so that's, that's what I'm going to believe for my own sake. And Lucius is watching this, like, debatably erotic act and is just going, mm -hmm. like, this is interesting. Oh, no, she's falling off. And he grabs her. And while he, like, touches her arm, she makes a, like, oh, no, gasp. And he's just, you just see an awakening in him, like, oh, no, I'm into this. Oh, no. And then my favorite <laughs> panel is we get the crowd of people going, like, he's growing. <laughs> no, it's the old lady who's like, behold, it rises. And all the people looking through, I can't see it through the steam. There it is. <laughs> they all tackle him and he falls into the water. But then my favorite panel is he pops up out of the cauldron. He turns around full frontal and says, Marcus, look at me. And Marcus, by God, you're ready. <laughs> Marcus is a bro. <laughs> we must make the four-day trip to where my wife is. Buddy, if the if it's lasting that long, you need to call your doctor. <laughs> like it says it right well, no, here that, on the bottle. That's my favorite part. He needs Marcus as a witness. <laughs> we need to tell my wife you saw me have a boner. Buddy, she thinks you're gay. I don't know why you think this is gonna solve the problem. <laughs> Marcus can attest to my virility. Yes, he's good to go. <laughs> yeah, they managed to track down his wife at her family home. Um, mm -hmm. it, I guess it must be her family home because the way the yeah. scene plays out, it wouldn't make sense in any other way. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they but, they, they mentioned that it's her family. Yeah, it's her family home. So he meets either with his former mother-in-law or one of her female relatives or something, and says, "Hey, is my wife home?" or whatever. And then in the greatest yeah. reveal ever, she refuses to talk to him, not through a chest-high wall. And you know, he he does his big his big speech. Marcus is like, "Yep, yep, he's got a boner, all right." he can he can do that for you and she's like oh you poor thing you don't understand and she goes to the door i'm already like eight months pregnant and i remarried last year <laughs> sorry but no you go have fun with Emper emperor hadrian my little worker aunt no i'm not i'm not homosexual please livia which makes me think like she's already remarried right so i mean like yeah. would she not be in her husband's house he got really lucky, is yeah, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that she was visiting her family home. Three years is a long time to be away at war, homie. Without any words, so she didn't even know where you were going. Yeah, considering she did not wait the three years, she remarried last year, so... She waited like two years, and this is without if getting that. a note. But I mean, she didn't get a note or anything saying, hey, I'm not homosexual, I haven't left you. It was, I he disappeared along with the emperor. That's how I start all of my letters. <laughs> By the way, I'm not gay, honey. <laughs> I know I I know I vanished with our famously homosexual emperor, but I'm not gay. It's a it's a thing for the glory of Rome. Wait, that makes it sound worse. Damn it. <laughs> to whom it may concern, I am not a homosexual. I don't really have anything against it. I just felt the need to say that before I get to the rest of this missive. I am contacting you to dispute a claim on my latest auto insurance payment. <laughs> Our poor boy is left in the lurch, as it were. He's uh, all dressed up with uh, nowhere to go, you might say. He's all boned up with nowhere to go. That's what I was alluding to, but <laughs> thank you, Jay. 
Uh, well, this chapter does not hold anything back. Why should we? <laughs> you know what? You're right. The only thing we don't get is a like full glamour shot of the virility in action. And frankly, I, I applaud Yamazaki Sensei's restraint. You think this is Dick Fight Island? You gotta pay extra for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. That being said, listeners, should we review Dick Fight Island? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> it's time for more classic Roman racism. Well, uh, this I isn't mean, really racism is the problem. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, okay, it's time for more culture clash. I'm just saying, yeah. observing people's cultural differences does not immediately equate to racism. Yeah, that's true. There, uh, it, 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 it's culture clash that bumps into it because Lucius does have a very uh, uh, look at the barbarians uh, attitude toward them even before they start transgressing. Yeah. Look at the barbarians and their barbarity. Bar, bar, bar. Bar, bar, yeah. bar, bar. Indeed. Bar, bar, bar. Yeah, I, 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 I am uh, being a bit harsh towards our man by saying, uh, by putting it like that. So uh, I, I will uh, recant. But uh, he is uh, working on repairing an uh, a an old classic uh, thermi, and there are uh, when a group of uh, auxiliaries that served their twenty five years in the legion to become Roman. Uh, citizens enter and uh, they are not acquainted with the manner of bathing as a Roman should. And so they are making quite the ruckus. They're washing their bodies and clothes in the bathwater. That's supposed to be what you soak in after you clean yourself off. Lucius, unable to face this affront to proper Roman bathing culture, goes and uh, tells them off about it and uh, gets punched in the face by a big, strong Germanic man. <laughs> And and of course and of course falls in the water. Falls in the water. So he wakes up in a public bath in Japan again, where he is then uh, confronted by several big strong Russian men, <laughs> who look who look suspiciously similar to the <laughs> the, to the dramatic folk. The same trio with the same hairstyle. Like mm -hmm. we only know they're Russian because that comes up later. Because one of them is a former champion Russian fencer. Vladimir. Yeah, because Lucius, uh, in defense of his um, Japanese friends he made by being a good bath neighbor, uh, jumps up and challenges one of the Russian guys to combat where he grabs a, the broom makes sense, but dude gets like a pallet to use yeah. as a legionnaire shield. It's it's uh, one of the it's one of the seats that you're supposed to sit on when you wash yourself off before going uh, in the bath. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And so he squares up like this seems, and starts fighting them. It seems bigger than it should be was something I noticed, but I did see the like the legs of it that give yeah, it away. Gotcha. But he squares up and starts fighting big man before he's like, wait a minute, this is not honorable. Here, take this broom. I will grab the other one and we will resume honorable combat. At which point Vladi square, uh, squares up in his fencer's stance and is like, this fool, he will learn. And of course, Lucius is like, what, what a peculiar fighting stance. Uh, truly, he must be a, uh, a great warrior from his own land. And that's where we get the he's a champion Russian fencer. 
as uh, one of the people in the bath runs to go get somebody to calm down this. It apparently takes five minutes of brutal <laughs> combat. <laughs> it takes five minutes to come back, so it's probably like a quick exchange where they both hit each other, because mm -hmm. by the time bath attendant has returned... After uh, earning each other's respect in combat, Vladimir is like, screw this, I'm going back into the water, I'm, I'm all sweaty now. Lucius finally notes the uh, sign on the wall that tells you proper bath etiquette, and he points it out, and he's like, there, you have to do that. And Vladimir's like, wait, is that what this guy was so angry about? Cause like, cause like all of the, all of the words on the sign are in Japanese, but it has um, images to go along with it. Mm -hmm. The fencer sees that he immediately uh, backs down at that point. And that that's when Lucius is like, oh, he simply didn't understand. Now I see the problem. Hmm. Yes. If we uh, make it so that uh, despite the language barrier, we can explain the proper way of taking the bath. Even these <laughs> uncouth barbarians can learn. And that's why that's why there is a bit of that grandpa. You can't say that energy with Lucius, despite the fact that it's more of a culture clash thing. That's what I liked about when he uh, heads back and like the, the real thing that you take up was the Germanic uh, auxiliaries. Uh, when they're initially told you can't do that in the bath, their reaction is, uh, no, we're free Roman citizens. You can't tell us we can't be here because they're getting initially defensive. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. and their like objective is not we're doing the wrong thing. It's like, wait, no, we're allowed to be here. We are Roman citizens. Stop. You. You're kind of being a microaggression here. And they're like, no, come on. We're all just guys. It's a misunderstanding, lads. Here, look, I'm going to have my stonemason friend carve a, a series of pictograms to depict the proper way of doing a Roman bath so that uh, everyone can understand despite any language barrier. Because, like, this is an older bathhouse that was, like, on its last legs and the they don't have the money to renovate it. Plus, we've gotten new clientele. And that's when the um, Germanic auxiliaries come in. The older people who had been, you know, who had always frequented that bath. So even though it's, you know, on its last legs, they're still going there. Uh, after we get these pictograms up, we get a, a, a cute little scene of uh, those, um, you know, like from Rome, Romans and the uh, Germanic auxiliaries uh, having a conversation and, you know, like swapping stories and stuff in the in the bath. I like Roman women, so I come to Rome. <laughs> and the day was saved by proper bathing etiquette. Anyway, uh, it's time for invasive species. As uh, we start off with uh, Emperor Hadrian attending a Colosseum, he seems very upset. Uh, he's going through a headache and he kind of makes an offhand remark to um, Sionysus. Tell the people to shut up. I require silence. And Sionysus is like, buddy, you can't do that. That would <laughs> be bad. Hold on. I'll see what I can do. The emperor requires this. And everyone's like, what? And then for like a brief moment, everyone's confused and then goes back. And then Hadrian's is like, yeah, sorry, I kind of went out of sorts there. I'm kind of been having this problem where I forget who I am and what's going on. And like, oh, Hadrian, you're going, uh, you're, you're not doing too well. He's like, yes, I'm very aware I'm not doing well. I want to go back to my home. I want to go back to the Nile. The Nile was nice. I got a crocodile and I brought it here. I think it's the reincarnation of my boyfriend who drowned in the Nile. He's got a bumpy water puppy. Yeah, even the croc is uh, sad now because um, this is not a conducive environment for it, your grace. <laughs> you, you have taken a uh, cold-blooded reptile from a famously uh, very hot area and 
brought it. Admittedly, Italy isn't cold or anything, but you brought it to Rome. <laughs> so that's still. A- I'm so sad. It appears sick. I remember when it was healthy enough to bite the hands off my slaves, Emperor Hadrian. What? (laughs) That was an accident, right? Anyway, moving on. I would (laughs) like a bath that reflected the glory of the Nile. Emperor Hadrian, please. (laughs) I need answers to this. Instead, uh, Lucius decides he'll he'll, uh, inspect the uh, condition, the aquarium thermi he had built because... uh, there was some mention that it's not operating properly. And this is also where we start getting the um, through plot line of the uh, Emperor Hadrian's health was kind of briefly mentioned before, but now it's really coming into the play that he doesn't feel like he's got long to live. He's having like bouts of like um, dementia and a lot of just bad things. And he's like, I want to see the Nile once before I die. And that's where um, Cionysus comes in and it's essentially like... Um, Yes, uh, he's basically said he's going to adopt me and make him his heir. I'm really cool. And then Lucius is just like, you're right. We should build this really cool Nile thing. Should we talk about it more? And Cionysus is like, no, I'm going to try and hook up with this slave. You do you, buddy. And he's just like, ah, he's a he's a womanizing idiot. And then when he comes back, (laughs) he starts coughing and he's just like, and he's got mysterious protagonist disease. (laughs) So he's a sickly womanizing idiot. Uh, Rome's doomed. I need to make I need to make sure Emperor Hadrian (laughs) lasts longer. Otherwise, the empire is screwed. He is examining the uh, the aquarium. He gets uh, blasted in the face by the water pressure. And uh, because he's been submerged in water. Poof, our boy is back in Japan. And yeah, this the, rare time, ca- the rare case where he actually has clothes on, which is good for where he pops out. <laughs> because um, in his most unique isekai experience yet, he is in a crocodile cage in, an, in a zoo. And we have a, um, a potential tragedy in the making as a small boy is like, Mommy, there's a weird guy in there. Oh, I think he might just be a zookeeper. He seems really scared, like the crocodile is going to attack him. Oh, he must just be new at this. As Lucius is scrambling over the cage, screaming, help me, help. <laughs> we, we, we get a nice image of a bumpy water puppy uh, coming up to say hello. That lady was willing to just watch him die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, she was like, come on, let's move to the next exhibit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, what was she going to do? Get somebody to help, maybe? I don't know. But anyway, this doesn't perturb Lucius for long because, ooh, new plumbing technology of these strange people. I must learn more about it. How are they keeping these crocodiles so happy in this obvious farm that they are using to raise them for their flesh and not some sort of recreational thing? Ah, I see. They pump hot water through the pipes to heat this area, and that allows them to grow these exotic plants as well. And a janitor comes over. Hey, buddy, you want a banana? I'm not supposed to give these to customers, but uh, too bad. (laughs) (laughs) They They grow on the trees in here. Lucius returns to monkey as we had alluded to before (laughs) another bit of a food wars moment when he uh samples the banana as there is a solid page and a half of him describing a banana in the most flowery terms possible it is creamy yet satisfying it is sweet there's nothing sour about it Uh, and with this uh hard outer skin i can consume it without sullying my hands oh this is Truly the height of luxury. Is this what the emperor uh, dined upon as he floated along the Nile? 
to talk about a butterfly effect uh that's that's some invasive species right there <laughs> he is at least the uh now uh cognizant of when he's about to get isekai'd so as he is uh, being sucked back into rome he's like i have to take it with me as he's desperately grabbing for the banana he dropped i need to take its seeds back so i can grow them for the emperor and uh, he succeeds. He does, yeah, he, he he manages to uh, procure the banana and the banana seed within, and uh, starts to build a uh, a crocodile Nile little habitat, which uh, the emperor goes to soak in. Despite the fact that that's not the people bath, that's the crocodile <laughs> bath. Your grace, please. <laughs> he 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 just wants to be with his bumpy water puppy. That's fine. That's the true Florida life right there. And then there's a, and then the chapter ends on a bit where uh, S- uh, Salonius is uh, banging another lady and uh, crushing the banana crops. Because of course, you might even say, might even, even say the bananas are smashed. Ah. Uh. So now it's time to build a water park. Yeah, we we this this one this one feels like one of the more brief ones. Marcus, uh, Lucius, and a couple of other people are just you know headed to the uh, thermi on a normal day, but there's so many children running around and causing a ruckus because you know kids. Uh, there hasn't been a good war in a while. The population has grown too large. That's why there's all these kids here disturbing the peace. I'm like Apollodorus, calm down. <laughs> No war in an no war in an increasing population is supposed to be a good thing. Not according to him. It ruins his peace and quiet. Yeah. Oh, why can't I relax in my thermi then? Instead of childproof, we need child prune. Lucius is once again uh, sent to Japan. I forget how he actually uh... because uh, a bunch of children are running around playing in the pool, and he gets knocked underwater. Uh, and he mm-hmm. wakes up uh, because he's just like, oh, that kid jumped in and hit me on the head. I'm going to, like, get back at him. There's his legs up there. I'm just going to go. And then, like, that person turns around and it's a woman. He's like, wait, what? Oh, no. What? <laughs> and then mm-hmm. uh, pops up in a water park where um, he is completely naked. And no one is OK with that. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single one of them is OK with this fact. This turn of events is very unwelcome by the public. You got a security guard waiting over to him like, buddy, look, I, I can see that you're a foreigner. It might be different where you're from, but uh, here you got to cover up. And he's like, why is he handing me a towel? I'm trying to examine this strange artificial waterfall and people keep falling down it and hitting me. Ah, he gets slapped by like three different people going down the water slide. He's like, hmm. Why on earth are they flinging themselves down this waterfall? I must test it for myself as he (laughs) goes and very seriously goes down the water slide and experiences tremendous terror. There's like there's it's like it's like four slides and there's like child, 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 extremely serious Lucius. (laughs) Starts screaming as if as if he is enduring the trials of Sparta. (laughs) (laughs) It feels that way. Clearly, this is meant to harden the children to fear so they will be brave warriors. Uh, and it, it even is enough to give an adult like me a rush. Uh, how very clever of you, strange people. But uh, yeah, uh, he essentially gets to the bottom of the pool and then while basking what a glorious idea is it, he's knocked out by a, another woman coming down and hits him in the head and puts him under the water. Uh, where mm-hmm. we then cut to him having built his own water park in the center of Rome and 
while he built it for the children of Rome to enjoy, all the old men who were complaining about too many kids were fighting about who goes down the slide the first time to the point the children cannot even get on it. And he's just like, I have not united Rome. I've just spread the seeds that will sow its discontent. And uh, the beginning of this chapter, we actually got introduced to a character, uh, Marcus Aurelius, who... Um, mm -hmm. Uh, history buffs will know is the next emperor of Rome, but oh yeah, yeah, that, um, that's a pretty famous name. Hadrian was basically like that boy right there is the one who should be emperor, but he is only six or ten. I think he's six in this he's, right now. He's very yeah. young. He he has a I think he has a younger brother who is six and he is ten. I oh. think yeah, because there's a younger one. Hadrian is just like, I can't live long enough for him to be an acceptable age to be emperor. I know that. That's why I have to go with Cionysus, even though I'm aware he's a less desirable pick. But every time Marcus Aurelius is on here, he speaks with like the air of a divine figure. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, what he does at the end of this chapter is he walks up to Lucius, who's just said this will sow the seeds of discontent uh, that will destroy Rome. And Marcus Aurelius just goes, no, Lucius. You've created a wonderful thing, because is it not that all adult men wish to return to their boyhood? They will tire of this in time, and then the children can play. And I'm like, buddy, hold on, what? That's super weird to just say with no context. Ah, <laughs> oh, such wisdom. This young man truly will be the greatest of all Rome's emperors someday. <laughs> and uh, that's enough to snap him out of his funk. <laughs> Day saved as uh, Apollodorus is taking the water slide and having the time of his life. Unfortunately, the uh, Roman water park was too successful. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and now all the other thermis are starting to go out of business, which has very much perturbed the owners of these places. And so they formed a secret cabal uh, that is against Lucius. The plot thickens, I guess. Yeah, they they all gather to curse out his name, except for one guy who's like, guys, guys, guys. It he, it's really not that big a deal. He helped my place out, and and look, he's just trying his best. Uh, the the guy who defends uh, Lucius is the one who had the um Germanic auxiliary patrons that he mm -hmm. had helped with, and it's like, look, he helped me out when I needed help. Like we should maybe you know maybe we should talk to him instead of like conspiring behind his back and stuff. Nah, I'd rather curse his name behind his back. That's way more productive. Well, too bad. I've invited him to this secret meeting. <laughs> I am Lucius Modestus. I am here. Oh, well, well this is awkward. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 Why would you do that? He, he, he. The way the the way that Lucius mentions it is is almost like uh, they claimed that it was like a like a meeting of all the Thermi engineers, but they had like given him the wrong location because it was a mm -hmm. it was really a hate Lucius club. And Lucius is like, man, I had a hard time finding this place. That was really weird. I I think what happened was they had a second meeting he was invited to. The the panel does not make that super evident, but mm, they are yeah. meeting in the same location on a separate thing because they're like, maybe we should just talk to him. He seems like a reasonable guy. And anyway, uh, he breaks into tears upon hearing that he would be putting older Thermi out of business because Rome is not just um, he focused too much on the future of Rome that he disregarded its past. And this cannot be allowed to stand. Tradition is important in the Empire of Rome. Some of these thermis have been standing since the days of the Republic. So, what must, what can I do? I have to go and soak in one in order to try and find out 
what can I do to help? I can't allow my reckless absorption of this uh, strange other culture to destroy the Rome that I love. Oh, a bird got in here and pooped on Apollo's head. I got to go deal with that. I tripped again. As is tradition. And uh, he uh, he pops out in an equally dilapidated uh, Japanese bathhouse. Bathhouse from chapter one. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he mentions I didn't notice uh, the first time I was here. I was so shocked. But this place is uh, is in disrepair. There's mold everywhere. It, it seems that I have uh, not just brought the innovations, but also the problems of, of this advanced culture to Rome. I've made such a terrible mistake. And then he goes out into the lobby and sees that uh, people are still coming in in spite of it all. It's a stamp book. It's like one of those like little uh, coupon books that you get. Yeah, it's it's you see them a lot in um, like business unions where they're like, ah, yes, we'll have people visit all of like you see it a lot with breweries and like coffee shops where like visit all of us. We'll get a different stamp at each location and then you get a prize for going to all of them like it's. And in this one, it's visit all the baths. But what happens when you visit all the baths, Samuel? You get a T-shirt. And this is enough for the small child who has been dragging his grandpa all around. Uh, I can only presume Tokyo to do this. Now, whatever, whatever city they're in. I, I think they mentioned in passing what region it is in one of the chapters, but I didn't retain it. They use this game to even get the 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 youth in, interested in these old thermi. Hmm. How ingenious. Uh, another another strange beverage. Because we have recently uh, received the title of Master of the Baths, we're a round of drinks for everybody. Here's a ramune. You get a ramune, and especially you, foreigner-san, you get a ramune. <gasps> I don't know what this is. Why is why is there a marble in it? It's preventing me from drinking. Oh, no, see, you have to hold it level so that it doesn't block the mouth of the bottle. Ha, huh, how ingenious. It's so you can, you have to uh, hold it at a level where you can savor the taste, and oh, it's so refreshing. How did they get it in there? Oh, my finger is stuck. <laughs> he 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 has to slink away because he's embarrassed that he got his finger stuck in the bottle. Well, he actually runs to the bath because he's like, well, maybe if I run it under some hot water, oh, geez, oh, no. Oh, and then slips on some soap. Because that's why you don't run near baths, people. <laughs> because if you run near baths, you get isekai into another time and place. Sure, that's what we'll call cracking your head open. <laughs> I, I think that is what isekais call that. Anyway, he goes back to Rome. Yeah. <laughs> brings this idea with him and it's incredibly popular because he also weaves uh, Roman polytheism into it by having each uh, thermi be like the thermi of a specific god and so that that's another like little marketing thing that the thermi can uh, push to get people to come over uh, my favorite is uh, the Venus thermi is staffed entirely by beautiful women <laughs> and that is enough to get several men to go there of course not go into the Bacchus Thermai where they give out free wine? I'm like, buddy, your, your business is doing bad. I don't understand how free wine is. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sure it'll it, be it, fine. Uh, it'll even out eventually, probably. And uh, we, we do see one person complete their stamp book and get their Roman toga graphic tee. <laughs> I am the master of baths. Long live me. <laughs> He's very bumped about it. Yeah. And yet again, Lucius Modestus has re uh, revolutionized Roman bathing to the point that uh, we get a little bit of ending bit where uh, a mysterious figure in the background just goes, Lucius Modestus, you need to disappear. 
dun dun dun. The plot actually thickens because the important element is that very publicly Lucius's uh, achievements have been uh, being attributed to Dionysus uh, to make him seem to make him seem cooler. He 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 takes on a more Roman sounding name when he is officially adopted. He got adopted at the beginning of this chapter, didn't he? We kind of skipped yeah. over that. <laughs> Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's that's also where they establish that, like, hey, uh, Lucius, all the all the stuff with your do- that you're doing with the thermi, attribute it to this guy, so that people, because uh, it's like uh, Adrian knows that the Senate is not going to like this guy. They're they're going to pick through every bit of his history, and they're going to find every bit of his history, and they're going to like him even less. But we need him until until uh, Marcus Aurelius is uh, of age. So get mm-hmm. the people on his side so he can be protected from the Senate's machinations until Marcus is old enough. Lucius has to disappear. And that is where we ended our reading. Oh, man, that's a that's a ride and a half of a manga. <laughs> <laughs> so favorite Thermai for everybody. Uh, which one of his uh, innovations was your favorite? Personally, I think the... Uh, uh, or the one I would most like to visit would probably be the first one that he did. The one with like the painting of Vesuvius and the the refreshing dairy drink at the end. Uh, it seems it seemed uh, very pleasant. Go, going for very the relaxing. going for the aesthetic there. The aesthetic. Yes. I don't care about all that mineral water, thermic hot springs stuff. I, I just want to chill with a nice aesthetic. Matt, how about you? Which thermi would was your favorite? Oh man, um, oh no, the the phallus worship one is really good. Um, yeah. <laughs> although, as far as thermi go, he's literally just boiling in a soup. Um, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, th- I think um, if I had to pick like a story overall that I appreciated the most and like had a bunch of uh, fun bath jokes in it, uh, the private bath with the elderly citizen. I really love that one. Yeah, that, that one was also good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jacob, how about you? Favorite thermi in the sense of which one I'd want to go to. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a sucker for water parks. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that that I'd, I'd totally be sitting right next to Lucius, arms crossed, overly serious, because, I mean, yeah. Um, Water parks are great. I, <laughs> I mean, I also have a really deep love of animals, so the reptile house at the zoo, just because... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it, it's like the, the, you know, the art is spectacular, you know, and all that stuff, but like, you know, 80% naked men by volume i'm i i i liked seeing the cute uh bumpy water puppies i i i want one indeed and uh uh seeing the uh they there was a there was a little bit in the reptile house that was really funny uh when he was when he was escaping with one <laughs> like, like one is like like right behind him getting closer <laughs> as as the mom and the son are talking about <laughs> is that supposed to be happening and i i i enjoyed that uh chapter in particular. Help. someone help <laughs> and jay your favorite thermi um i don't have a particular favorite because just in general i really enjoyed just as I opened up with, I really enjoyed the bath culture that Japan espouses. And it just, I kind of wish that we had similar in the States. I just like, because I like baths in general, but also the fact that there's like a ritualistic element to it in Japan, that it's not only just something you do in the privacy of your own home, but it's like an event, an activity. 
also like brings some, I guess, um, some excitement to it a little bit. So I don't have a particular favorite. All of them seem really good. Probably um, not the theme park. I actually am not a huge fan of water parks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so if I had to pick one, though, I would probably say um, the original Mountain Hot Spring. Yep. A very good choice. All right. Uh, theories. Uh, <laughs> theories about, I guess... <laughs> Uh, well, the one that I'm the most most interested in is uh, Lucius's strange isekai powers. Um, I have to think it's either gotta be like Minerva wanting him to go and learn the wisdom of other cultures, or it's uh, Mercury just <laughs> with him. It, it is Mercury being like, "Hey, you know, it'd be really funny if we threw this guy into the future and had him deal with that. That'd be hilarious." Or uh, Athena and uh, I can't remember Hermes. Hermes, yeah, or Athena and Hermes, if you prefer the Greek names. I think it's got to be one of those two. Just <laughs> either trying to give him some lesson or just playing with him. And both are very funny to me. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't really expect uh, Thermi Romai to ever explain how the Isekai works. Uh, any ideas from uh, you two, Matt, Jay? Or what? Sorry, I've read this. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought Matt had mentioned uh, already reading to the end. That's true. Matt has read this already. Uh, do you have any uh, theories on the uh, <laughs> the nature of Lucius's strange powers, Jay? Powers? What? Like where you think the plot's going is also an equally valid theory thing. Um, so I had um, posed this hypothesis early on and when we were just kind of like warming up for this. But I um, kind of wanted to, I think that eventually um, he's going to encounter um, some kind of situation in which he has adopted so much of more modern innovations and modern techniques that it's going to negatively impact not only Roman society, but it's going to have further implications for the future, kind of like um, the butterfly effect. Um, situation where he doesn't realize that by taking these innovations out of their original historical context that it's going to dumb stuff something up into the future what will happen when someone uh goes to a, a roman archaeological dig site and finds a japanese style bath or the water slide i mean that would be or the water weird. slide um and then i guess i guess the the one thing for me is uh i'm kind of I'm kind of wondering, uh, I don't know how, how much of a theory this is, but I sort of like the idea of um, him realizing that he's been going to the future because, uh, you know, once you open that can of worms, you never get to, uh, uh, you know, like you only get that joke once. But um, mm -hmm. sort of the idea of what his reaction to, uh, would be to realize that, like, it's not a contemporary advanced culture, it's the future. Uh Sort of, sort of wonder how he'd react to that one. Indeed, indeed. All right, and uh, would you continue reading? Uh, I mean, Matt already has, so I don't think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Matt. Would you read to the end again? I suppose that's a good question. Yeah, I would. I, I, I don't know. I think it should be obvious. I'm excited for the <laughs> new anime that's coming out. I watched the original anime, despite the fact it was a flash monstrosity, and uh, <laughs> I've read all the manga. So, yeah, I, I would. 
All right. Uh, I think I'd continue reading. I don't know if I'd be like super dedicated to it, but if I'm like, hey, I could use a laugh, I'll open up another chapter. And I mean, it is very funny. So I I enjoyed it in that regard. I I, I might write, read a little more every now and again for for the lols. How about you, Jake? Uh, well, they they are very much the kind of jokes where it's it's best to pace it out. Um, and since mm-hmm. uh, since Matt had read this before, he mentioned that to us. So that was that was very nice that uh, I I knew that uh, uh, last minute. Uh, last minute uh, marathoning it was a bad idea and that definitely uh, helped my enjoyment quite a lot so uh, those looking for a recommendation that's something worth noting Mm -hmm. I will say it I wasn't bored by it the jokes were funny but it felt very much a flyover series to me in a lot of ways it's sort of similar to the situation with Jujutsu Kaisen where it's like this is definitely good. If you if if it's a thumbs up or thumbs down recommendation, I'd say thumbs up. But like, I don't really feel like I'd I don't think I'd ever uh, pop back into Thermai Romai on its own. I probably won't. Uh, you know, yeah, like I might check out the anime for an episode or two, but mm, maybe not as well. But it's certainly like I like, I, it, you know, I I don't like want my time back or anything. It's not like uh, like I enjoyed the time I spent with it. But honestly, I feel like, you know, ch- 10 chapters worth of this joke was probably good for me <laughs> in a lot of ways. So mm-hmm. I will say we kind of did hit the point where um, going forward, it does a bit more. Um, he His stints uh, in uh, modern Japan do get a little longer as he goes forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's it- kind of going through that. It does. It does feel like it does feel like this is the point where it would need a shakeup and like that that stinger at the end. And it's like, oh, is this going to have a, a, a political drama? Because like like this totally could do something like that and and make it work with the comedy. But, you know, just mm-hmm. just from my perspective, um, I enjoyed my time with it. I don't know that I'd come back to it, but like with Jujutsu Kaisen, I would definitely do another episode of the podcast. So, you know, if my feet were, the, were to the fire about it, I I wouldn't complain. All right, and Jay. Yeah, I think I would keep this on regular rotation. That uh, brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you, everyone, once again for tuning into the Over Manga Cast. As always, be sure to follow us on all of your social medias, where we are at Over Manga Cast: uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us for our high quality premium posting. Uh, I think <laughs> we had a lot of good ones out of this one, so. Uh... <laughs> enjoy that comedies are good for that (laughs) check us out on youtube you can post comments on individual episodes as well as any reviews on your podcatcher of choice are very much appreciated and as always if you uh, ever have a series you'd like to request us to read uh go ahead send a message on twitter or you know just leave a review it's a really good way to get in contact with us and you know uh our schedule is opening up as summer comes closer uh the spring season was not kind to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, let us know uh, what you think that we should read and uh, make sure to tune in next week where we are going to learn because we are going to read Dr. Stone chapters one through 12. So uh, read that if you uh, want to keep up with the show and we will catch you all next Thursday. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.